in the future. Trains will be everything. My, my, if it isn't the Doom to Fail podcast. My name is Tim Dobbs. With me, as ever, through the internet, it's the lady... Period. Thank you. <laughs> Catherine Kogart. It's good to be here. Oh, it's great to have you here. Although I, I say that as though it's my internet space. I feel, like, I feel like we come together to create this space. That's true. It's our space. Yeah. I think I'm just informing you that it's good to be in our space. Hmm. That's nice. And also, it reaffirms it for yourself. Yeah. You wake up in the morning and be like, it's a good day. Yeah, it's exactly like that. Yeah. That's exactly Positive what I'm trying to convey. Mm-hmm. I, uh, let me pitch you on this. I met someone at a party the other day who made an iPhone app called, I think it was called My New Vibe. And uh, we'll include a link if we can find it. And it was, uh, you, you boot up the app, and it shows you a spinning cube, and every color, every side of the cube is colored differently, and every okay. color corresponds to a, a vibe that you're feeling. You know, okay. like, I need motivation, I, uh, I need to chill out, I need to, you know, whatever. And you press that side of the cube, and it gives you an affirmation. Are you pro or con this app? Uh, con. Fair Do enough. you pro or con this app? I I wouldn't pay for it. That's for sure. Um, <laughs> I don't know what it costs. Um, I was con until I found out that it also keeps stats on what, what kind of vibe you ask for a lot. Because I am curious to see if I'm like constantly trying to calm down or something. Hmm. You can always get me with stats, though. Interesting. That's why I used iTunes for so long. I was afraid to erase all my stats of most listened. Oh, yeah. No, I, I mm -hmm. totally relate to that. Man, yeah. I, of course, I, uh, what am I trying to say here? You might have been trying to bring up part two of High Speed Rail, but let me know. I most certainly wasn't, but let's do that. <laughs> eagle-eared listeners, maybe, what, what's something with good hearing? We can't say eagle-eared. Uh, Bat-eared? Bat-eared? Um, Who's bat-eared? Yeah, I'm trying to come up with some, someone who someone who listens well. What is that? Uh, oh. what, what animal would you relate that to? Bunny-eared. Sure. Bunny-eared listeners may remember that last week we talked all about high-speed rail in almost no capacity. And we promised that this week we would be discussing the crazy technological innovations that uh, are going to leap high-speed rail out of the realm of things that we heard Japan has in the 80s and into <laughs> our new, bold Minority Report future. Step what? one, get some precogs. Why is it the we've, Minority Report? We've already got Tom Cruise. I don't Star know, because I can't think of anything else. Star Trek. Do they have trains? Do they have trains in Star Trek? Yeah. Uh, you, you never see it. They're just on space all yeah, the time. Yeah, they have spaceships. Screw trains. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Though in the, the latest Star Trek, they do. It's flying cars. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Well, that is, that is my favorite depiction of the future, so I think that's probably pretty good. I just really like the, the whole United Nations thing. 
understanding, exploration. Right? Uh, yeah, that Gene yeah. Roddenberry, yeah, he was, he was, he had a good heart. He really did. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this week we begin to discuss things you can do uh, to leap trains outside of the need for, say, a new kind of steel that only John Galt can come up with. Uh, it's so <laughs> what is up with that book i don't like, know I mean, it's so crazy that she was like ayn rand was like all right i'm gonna try to talk about i like it just like so clearly demonstrates a like lack of a grasp about how economics or social interactions work that she was like clearly this thing that was important in 1850 is is going to be the way of the future. And like for no reason you can only own one business and for no reason <laughs> like you're not allowed to compete with people. I I don't know. I don't who well, does I mean that? that's our socialist future. What? Socialism and trains. They go hand in hand. I don't know. I think I don't I don't know. I don't think that's really socialism. I don't know. Okay. Okay. I don't think we know. I don't, I don't think know. we know. I think yeah. I've I think I've clearly stated <laughs> that yeah. I don't know. Rigorous study has shown we don't know. <laughs> I don't know anyway. <laughs> Do you know? I don't know. I don't seem to. But I don't know me, so I guess I don't really know, and I certainly don't know you. I know myself. Mostly, I just want to go back home. Oh, honey. Mm. Out of this weird internet space we Aww. made. I mean, it's good to be here, but. Okay. So what one thing you can about? do is you get magnets, right? Okay. This was mentioned last week. Yeah, we talked about magnets. Do you do you understand how the maglev works? I feel like I'm a little iffy on it. No, I don't. Magnets, comma, how do they work? Question mark. It's pretty complicated. But there are, are some that work kind of how you would expect in that they kind of get two magnets that repel each other and it just kind of floats. And then they have some control systems to keep it from flying off in one direction or something. Right, so the train has a magnet, and the track has a magnet, and they just sort of push at each other. Uh, and then there's other ones that work, and these are the ones that require the super cooling that we talked about. Okay. And they work with uh, super cooled electromagnets. And you mean like really cold, not like they're just super cool. I mean, they're awesome. I'm not going to deny that. Um, but yeah, no, I mean really, really cold, and that makes them super conducting, which gives them properties that uh i haven't really read enough to completely understand but basically as the train goes <laughs> past it really you put fast little sunglasses on them sorry go <laughs> on um as the train goes past it really fast it induces a current in these super cooled uh electromagnetic coils which um sort of stabilize it and and make it start to float and i don't think i can give you much more beyond that um <laughs> But that's why it needs to be uh, super cool. Is that they need, um, they need that the the properties required. Pretty sunny. But, Better put on my shades. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. Is this joke getting convoluted? Because I never understood it, but I was happy to watch. No, because it's, it's super like, cool. It's like a French you put film. on some shades because it's so cool. Anyway. Uh. You mean like when you're you're in second grade and you draw a sun and you're like, no, but it's a cool sun. It has sunglasses. Yeah, or like Joe Cool wears sunglasses. <laughs> you know what I just fa- realized the other day? You know the term Joe Cool would always hang out at the student union, right? Here's Joe Cool hanging out at the student union looking for co-eds. Oh, I no? thought S- Snoopy had a Joe Cool character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
this is the things he would say to himself. He was always just at his doghouse. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, the, the student union, I realized the other day, for some reason, it always clicked in my head as like the place where the students go to organize labor movements or something like yeah. it's, it's where the students can rally against the against the, the administration. Band. But I think they just mean union like the place where students meet, which somehow yeah. like had never clicked for me. <laughs> well, the the student union building is often just the place where all of the the little lunch restaurants are. Yeah, uh, that's mostly what it was at at UConn. Yeah, uh, I mean there was a yeah. cafe, and I guess I guess sometimes people met there. I don't know. There were a lot of floors I never went on. Yeah, there's uh, usually some meeting floors. I think we put Greek life there. Uh, student mm. government was there. So it's a good place Seem- to look for co-eds, honestly. Seems right. Yeah, that's where you that's where you pick up co-eds. Or just, I mean, in the case of our student union, you watch uh, tons and tons of flat screen TVs that are tuned to inane channels. Yeah, that too. That's another I think, thing. I do. think someone needs to do a study on the number of flat screen TVs on on college campuses because I I feel like there might be a little bit of waste there. Just thinking, maybe. <laughs> just a smidge. Yeah. Uh. No chalk, only flat screen TVs. It's the future. I like high speed rails. Yeah, no kidding. So that's your maglevs right there, and those help you reduce friction. Right? Yes. But they still have to deal with air drag. Oh no, what do they yeah, do? Right? Well, maybe we'll talk about it okay. when we come back. Well, on the no, tell me now! So we're back on the Doom to Fail podcast talking about high-speed rail part two, technological pentathlon. I'm on the edge of my seat, Tim. Yeah, don't fall off. Ah! It's, it's bad for your back, too. What? It's bad for your back, sitting on the edge of your seat. Well, what if you sit up straight? Well, I mean, yeah, if you're going to do that, but I feel like if you're on the edge of your seat, you might be hunched a little. Maybe a smidge. I don't know. Hunched, hunched in anticipation. That's you can't true. sit up straight in anticipation. Well, I guess you could sit up straight in anticipation. Hmm. hmm. That's up to you. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Depends on the type of anticipation. What do you think about those standing desks? Have you seen those? I hate them. Hate, hate, yet, hate them. It's supposed to be so much healthier. Screw that. <laughs> I think I read some article once that the headline was sitting is the new lung cancer. Oh. That's the thing that's going to kill all of us. Sitting. Okay. Good for you, The Atlantic. (laughs) I hope you feel good about yourself now. Got a series of great headline writers. (laughs) Uh, So air drag is tough, right? Oh, so tough. So for years, they've talked about, well, one, they solve this a lot of times. uh, Your newer high-speed rails, uh, especially the Maglev, but even the the Accela, the uh, crummy excuse for high-speed rail that we have going from New York City to Washington, D.C., uh, they have like these airplane style noses, right? Right. Because they, they need to push air out around them instead of like a normal train. A lot of times it's just literally just flat, like a wall, which yeah. does not evoke speed. No, it mm. does not evoke an image of speed to me. Trains don't look cool enough. Problem one. 
Whoa, you just burned some big train fan listener of ours, like, hard. But I am a train fan. I just, I'm so disappointed in them. You know. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's like when I, uh, when I have some issue with you. It's like, no, but I do like you. You just, oh, you hurt me deep. You hurt me deep when, when you can't make the Kool-Aid right. I asked for one thing. <laughs> it's two ingredients, Catherine. Last time I came to visit, I was like, please have some, some delicious cold Kool-Aid ready for me. Because every time I get off the plane, I like to have some. <sighs> sorry, bro. I'm still not over it. I'm sorry. I know it was five years ago. But... I thought you'd want it with hot water. Ugh. So gross. <laughs> hot Kool-Aid tea. So that's one way they get around it is that they, you know, make aerodynamic things. Some of them are kind of cool looking too. But the other thing to do, something that's been bandied about often, is a vacuum tube or a vac train, as they say. So this basically is, hey, why don't we just run our maglev train inside of a tunnel with no air in it? And then we get no, no resistance whatsoever. None? None. What? Well, no, pretty much none. I mean, really close I mean, to none. Pretty much none. 10 to yeah. the negative fifth power. At least. Which is pretty close depending to Depending on your units. Pretty close to zero. Mm, getting there. Mm -hmm. And so the idea here is like you can get up to speeds well surpassing the speed of sound because the speed of sound on a vacuum is... Is it really high or really low? It's really high, right? Speed, of, speed sound of sound in a vacuum? The speed of sound goes up with lower air density they're inversely related is that right yeah because there's less in the way of it and where it's going hmm. there's fewer molecules so it would yeah but faster. sound propagates through molecules oh it's maybe not like it light. gets slower huh oh man i don't know i didn't even think of that yeah yeah they're inversely related oh okay the speed of sound is given by the square root of the stiffness coefficient divided by the density of the material oh i gotcha Mm -hmm. mm. So, you won't be going the speed of sound mm -mm. in a vacuum, so you're not going to create a sound wave, which is cool. That is cool. Mm -hmm. uh, so, life is great. You can go absurdly high speeds. I think I saw one, one write-up that said you could get from New York to London in about an hour. Pretty good. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, it would be really cool. But and can you actually <laughs> just go from New York to London? Why not? Like, I don't know. We were talking about this earlier. I mean, you can't do it because uh, the train doesn't exist. Oh. <laughs> so there's that. Well, that'll get in your way. <laughs> right. So, uh, but it's really also, I, I read a paper about this like a couple of years ago and I sat down and was like, I really want to go from New York to London in an hour. I'm going to see if I can actually like, is this even plausible? So I did all that basic economic calcs. And one of the problems is it's really, really, really hard to maintain a really low vacuum in a tunnel that is of stretching that from here to London. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I could see that. That's quite a vacuum pump that you would yes. need. And also, on top of that, now we've got these crazy superconducting tubes or tracks inside of a vacuum tube. Like, no one's going to build this. And if it's going underwater, goodness. Goodness. Oh, yeah, with water yeah. pressure. And, and the <laughs> whales won't be happy. Well, what if you put it on the surface? Hmm. Mm. Uh, no, it's a good idea. And this leads us to uh, something that 
has uh, come out fairly recently, although we've managed to stretch this podcast into enough weeks now. What are we on, like week six of talking about high-speed rail? Um, I think it's old <laughs> news by now. Yeah, uh, okay, go on, though. So, so you've got Elon Musk, who's the... Founder of Tesla. Tesla, yeah. Solar City, SpaceX, et cetera, et cetera. Engineering wonderkind guy. And he, ma- he wrote up this 60-page white paper about trains in tubes. And he made a bunch of serious twists, and he called it the Hyperloop. And so instead, what he's got is a low-vacuum tube suspended like 20 feet in the air, not unlike, say, the Chicago L. Or, you know, any kind of raised transit system. Sure. Yeah. Well, you saw Batman. Yeah, right? why not? Yeah. Oh, yeah. wait. Let's not talk about Batman. We've, we've had that enough. Wait. Um, it was filmed in Chicago, the first two were. Oh. And so there are scenes where they were underneath the L train. Oh, I see. That's cool. Yeah. Cool. Um, and then to get around, and then it's not a train. Hey, wait a minute. Hey. Gotham What's City up? is supposed to be New York, right? I mean, supposed to be. And then Metropolis is supposed to be, like, what, Boston or? Chicago. Chicago? Okay. Yeah. Because Superman grew up in Iowa. It's a natural case for him to move oh, to Chicago. Oh, sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, um, go on. I'm yeah. sorry. That yeah, was Yeah, but it question. was probably easier to film in Chicago or Pittsburgh, like the third movie was. Ugh. Mm-hmm. Doesn't I matter. Guess. You get to pretend there's a lake. A lake? Uh, not a lake. Uh, Chicago has a lake. It has, a, has an ocean. Gotham is, Gotham is supposed to have a bay. Mm. And it's an island for some reason. I don't know. It's a complicated city. But were you trying to get from, say, Metropolis to Gotham City, you, you could use this Hyperloop plan that Elon Musk has put out, where essentially instead of a train running inside of it, it is a 28-person little capsule that supports yeah. itself by blowing air around itself on all sides of the tube so it sort of hovers in the middle of the tube hey, like Tim, this is essentially the same thing as one of those uh like uh pneumatic tubes like the kind that you would uh use put a if prescription you were at an in ATM. at the pharmacy or yeah. yeah use at the atm it's essentially a giant one of those it's the same basic idea. Instead of using air pressure, though, to shoot the tube. So this is actually a, re- a really key difference, is that those tubes are driven by air pressure. So you put something in that takes up basically the majority of the tube diameter. Yes. So it's acting like a syringe. Right. And if you push a lot of air behind it, that air is, can't get around this container, so it pushes the container until you get to the other side, right? Or and you could just have it so uh, that it's closed and then it has a little compartment and it's closed on both sides what do you mean i don't think i understand oh uh so i mean the tube the pneumatic tube capsule Mm -hmm. is uh like it's closed on both ends right so it doesn't matter what you put in it yeah well i'm saying but to move that capsule now you have to put air behind it yes yeah and then you just reverse it when you go the other way correct well exactly Yeah. yeah but that I don't know. I guess that would work. You you could probably make that work with this hyperloop thing. I, mean, I guess I'm 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 just saying it's uh, it's air powered transit. Yeah, but he specifically wrote it up. Well, he and the people who wrote worked on this paper um, Those specifically losers. wrote it up. Yeah, whatever. Uh, <laughs> they get plenty of credit. Everyone knows them. Um, 
the it's specifically designed to not have that syringe effect where air pressure is the thing pushing behind it and because it can't get around the capsule it has to push the capsule it actually is specifically designed to allow as much air through it as possible okay so they put it in this very very low vacuum environment so there's not much air in it anyway then they basically drive it forward like a rail gun so it's sort of like uh you it's got a metal fin let's say that sticks inside of two really strong magnets on either side that are sort of forcing it forwards. Mm-hmm. So one magnet says like, hey, go forward at an angle to the left. And the other says go forward at an angle to the right. And then all that force just sort of turns into go forward. Right. right. Uh, and so that, that launches it off and provides the power. And then from there on out, it's just trying to not be oh, have friction in any way. I and see. so it's, it's literally see. coasting the whole way. Kind of like, uh, have you ever used one of those uh, frictionless tracks in like a physics class? No. What are we talking about? Oh, yeah. They're like, uh, essentially, they're like an air blade that shoots up and you put like a tiny car or something on it. It like oh. has to be able to fasten this track and it like lo- obeys essentially perfectly the laws of momentum almost perfectly because there's almost no friction because like there's air pushing it up. Which basically is, is low friction. Yeah. 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 It's the same thing. I mean, this, uh, I think somewhere in the, in the paper, he compared it to an air hockey table. Yeah. It's that same idea. Yeah, totally. I should have uh, just ex- gone with that and not that complicated, <laughs> very difficult to set up physics experiment. Your very specific physics class. <laughs> so, but, but the difference is it would be as though the puck had was blowing the air, not the board. Right. Because the tube is literally a steel tube with a series of safety features. Yes. Um, and, uh, and so then this capsule just like fires air in all directions and lets it hover. And then he's got a fan on the front of it because there's still some air, even though it's a vacuum, the fan pulls in as much air as it can so as to not have much drag as it runs into the air. Totally. And then it, it uses the air it pulls in to be, go into an air canister that can then power out the outside to let it hover continuously. Pretty good, right? That's the gist yes. of the system. I love that the future is pneumatic tubes. <laughs> I love that. Isn't it, it just feels right. It does feel right. <laughs> I was, what was it? Um, between, have you seen the Google Loon project? Yes. Is it Loon? Yes. And then there was another one. I think it was just about um, uh, uh, basically spying programs. You know, um, there's various surveillance, not spying, (laughs) surveillance. And those use (laughs) balloons a lot, too, because you could just keep them up. Yeah. Uh, And I I realized the other day that we really are, like, circling back around to steampunk stuff. It's like the future is in balloons and pneumatic tubes. (laughs) Now we just need steam powered and we're good. <laughs> that was the other thing. As I was reading this paper, I saw that it produces because they run a compressor as they pull air in on that fan on the front of the capsule. It, uh, as you know, compressors produce a lot of heat, right? Mm-hmm. As they compress, right? And because uh, a vacuum pump, which runs this, is essentially a compressor run backwards. Yes. Um, vacuum pump compressor run backwards. Yeah, yeah, with something plugged into the other side, I guess. Yeah, well, I mean, instead of going from atmospheric to 100 PSI, you're going from, like, 0.1 PSI to atmospheric. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so, but on the capsule, they're going to use... Uh, to get rid of that waste heat, they're going to um, dump it into a water reservoir. Right. So, as, as you know... Right. You have to put your heat somewhere. Water's pretty good, right? <gasps> no! <laughs> <laughs> yes, go on. 
Well, so now then they say, well, it's all going to turn to steam. And I immediately was like, okay, we have to come up with something to do with that steam. Right. To complete the steampunk trifecta. Yeah. Uh, ooh, what do we do with the steam? Hmm. A power of a series of cogs. <laughs> a cog-based adding machine. That's what it has to be. Or you could use it to heat your kettle and make yourself a, self a very British cup of tea. I would like that if if the inside of the capsule just sort of acted like like well it's 28 seats and they all have little entertainment consoles and then in the back there's a kettle on all the time like anyone <laughs> can get tea at any time during the half hour trip did we mention that yet yeah, that the whole thing is this train is supposedly able to go from Los Angeles to San Francisco in about a half an hour yes that's pretty insane mm-hmm. zeppelins that that's what we need next zeppelins zeppelins yeah. leisure zeppelins they'll be for sport for sporting, you wear tweed in them. <laughs> you could hunt hawks. <laughs> uh, well, we'll be back in a moment on the Doom to Fail podcast. Well, hello there. We're back on the Doom to Fail podcast. I'm glad you hey. came back. Oh, yeah, no problem. Oh, it's you. I was just here the whole time. It was fine. It was like 45 seconds. Didn't have anything else going on? No. Huh. I mean, I'm like working or I'm like in my car. I'm this listener surrogate here. I'm like on my commute uh-huh. right now. and it's like Oh, I, I see. have anything else to I do. I was confused so. at which, which person you were. What do you it think? worked for both for most of the comments, and then you asked me if I had anything else going on, and so then I... You got specific on me, is mm-hmm. the issue. You know what the the activity I most need a podcast to, like, distract me while I'm doing is? <laughs> Making love. Brushing my teeth. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're I'm one and cool. the same, right? <laughs> if you really love your teeth, you brush them, and that act really shows it. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned in our last segment that it's kind of crazy that you can connect Los Angeles to San Francisco in a half an hour or, or New York to London in an hour or whatever, mm-hmm. right? There's one really weird side effect of this that like totally boggles my mind. And it's the fact that if LA and San Francisco can be connected in half an hour, then LA is suddenly closer to San Francisco than it is to a suburb one hour outside of LA. You you know what I'm saying? It's quote closer because if I, if I live in downtown San Francisco right by the station and uh, I need to get to someplace right by the station in LA, I'm like right there already. Versus if I live an hour outside, I got to drive my car because there's no infrastructure. I don't have a flying car yet. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's crazy. That is pretty it's insane. It's just like, it, it le- it, I feel like it leads to this weird, so if you're only willing to invest invest in the infrastructure for these, these crazy... Metro to metropolitan area ones. Exactly. In this particular, the Hyperloop thing, he said that he didn't think it was useful for something like further than 900 miles away because it would probably be more efficient to just take a supersonic jet. But... However... Uh, I don't think that, like, for example, we haven't mentioned the ability of these tubes to transport cargo right. in very short periods of time. 
So I think it becomes totally feasible to make one of these tubes out in the middle of nowhere and actually realistically just make your own city. Interesting. You're saying, all right, I'm in, uh, um, uh, what's the name of the, it was at the Black Rock Desert where Burning Man is? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm in the Black Rock Desert in Nevada. And I go like, you know what? It's high time we have some, some serious industry here, not, uh, not these crazy Burning Man people. And uh, we, we have nothing against Burning Man. No, um, we don't. And, uh, but let's just say, in the character, I'm the, I'm the old curmudgeon surrogate here. So I can get into the Black Rock Desert and I'll just be like, you know what? All I have to do is finance one of these tubes from Los Angeles mm-hmm. or Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Probably not even. It's, it's not worth it with Las Vegas because you'd never get up to speed. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. So from LA. And uh, yeah, and so now I can literally just ship piece by piece an entire city, and people will live here because it's worth it, right? Yeah. Because they can still work in LA. Yeah. Exactly. Hmm. Interesting. And if you make the city cool enough, right? Like have it, or for example, if or if you make it family friendly enough. Or if you make it appealing enough to any demographic, because you can literally build anything here, because it's a greenfield project. <laughs> oh, see, that's really interesting. So you're talking about, basically, it's the most extreme possible version of, like, the 1950s suburbia dream, where you have, like, a working commercial center somewhere, and everyone else lives half an hour outside of that. Yes. Except now, half an hour outside isn't 20 miles, it's 500 miles. Yeah. Whoa, trippy. Yeah. But the the thing though is that you still need to I feel like that requires like an angel investor to build a tube oh, to go to some place yeah. that isn't a place I mean, yet. It, it requires a megalomaniac to do this. <laughs> Gosh, so much more would get done if we had more megalomaniacs. I think that's why <laughs> this hyperloop thing even got written up. Is because Elon Musk is kind of crazy and super capable. Yeah. Well. Yeah. He is I mean, I've been playing a lot of Civ recently. He is a great person, <laughs> for sure. That was a Civ reference, specifically. He's yeah, a great scientist. I don't think I'm going to get it. <laughs> you, you, earn sp- you earn great people, like you have great engineers and great scientists. And uh, oh, great, uh, what's another one? Great artists, great writers, great um, merchants. You can merchants. have some great merchants. Yeah. Uh, great art. So he would. Ar- oh, I already said great artists. Yes, go ahead. <laughs> I admire your commitment to completionism. He, he would Great be a feather musicians. in the cap of of, of uh, uh, General George Washington, the immortal leader of the, of the U.S. faction in Civ, right? Yes. There's also That's Great Prophets. Works, right? What? Prophets? Yeah. Mm. Gods and kings, uh, they, added, they added religion. Who, Go on. Who would that be? Joseph Bell? Or, <laughs> Joseph Bell. Uh, I don't know if Joseph Bell is one. <laughs> Time will tell, I suppose. Because <laughs> uh, they name eventually. all the great people. Like Albert Einstein can be your great person. or Oh, really? Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Anyway, I'm really interested in the weird uh, geography crushing that really, really fast transportation, but only between specific points, does. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, So, yes, megalomaniacs totally would help this. Like, And it, I don't know, it could happen. That's interesting. But the other thing I was thinking was just like, let's just say you can go anywhere. Let's say you can go to Mumbai from New York in eh, two hours or something. Maybe you won't commute, but like you could totally go on weekends. Okay. Now, suddenly, all cities 
if you've connected like all major cities in the world, they're all much more alike each other culturally right. because they have so much influx True. than two hours outside of the city in, you know, uh, a place with strip malls or something. Yes. And I feel like it would lead to eventually all out war between the cities and the rural. Don't you agree? Oh, I think it would lead to complete cultural homogeneity and world peace. Well, like Joseph Bell's prophet status, time will tell. (laughs) And we probably shouldn't hold our breath for any of that. (laughs) All right. Did we talk about high-speed rail enough? Uh, Yes. Good. Let's high-speed rail right on out of this podcast. Oh, boy. Zoom. Chugga, chugga. Choo-choo! All right, everybody. Come on back next week for another episode of Doom to Fail. Bye. Bye-bye.